What's up, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the QB Factory Reboot brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Rachel Prevet, and I am joined by my amazing, fantastic, excellent co-host, the QB expert, Mark Schofield. What's up, Mark? How are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing well, Rachel. It's great to be back with you. Uh, thank you for the kind intro. Obviously, I'm just here along for the ride because you're the great, fabulous host of this show, and I'm just kind of tagging along. Um, it's interesting. We we talked before the show about what we're going to talk about, um, so I'm very excited to dive into what we're going to dive into. I do have not song lyrics, but more just song titles, and I actually have two. And this will probably be a running theme of this show, just be highlighting how old I am. The the first is from uh, Bob Seeger. Uh, okay. His song, Turn the Page. I like um, it. That's just the title. That's all you need, Turn the Page, because that's really what I'm ready to do after last week's game against the New England Patriots, just turn the page. But then the other is from the late, great Tom Petty, Into the Great Wide Open, um, because I felt like Devonta Smith was wide open a lot. And that was very nice to see. So yeah. those are my song lyrics. They're more song titles. Again, highlighted the fact that I'm pretty old. But they're relevant. They're relevant. They are relevant, which what is good. Say, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like those. Very nice. Very nice. Kind of like similar to what I have. I just chose lyrics from Ti has a song featuring Chris Brown, and it's called "Get Back Up." Yep. And the lyrics say, and when they push you down, you got to get back up, brush the dirt off your shoulder. They vote for the cup or the trophy or the ring. You're champion no matter what. So pretty self-explanatory. I think we're all trying to put last week's game behind us. It was really ugly. And uh, like some people said, probably one of the worst preseason games we've ever yeah. witnessed. So, yeah. It wasn't good. It no. wasn't good. And I'm, I'm saying this as a Patriots guy. It, it was, still wasn't good. No, like, no, no. I, it's one of those games. Like I remember like in college when we would have a bad game, our coach would literally like take the game tape and like bury it and just like, we're going to forget about that. It's, this was kind of one of those games. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, what can we expect? Uh, I think it was definitely a surprise to a lot of us. And I had talked about this before we started recording. I don't really want to touch too much on Jalen Hurts because it's old news at this point, but we all know what happened. He got scratched right before the game started and that left us with Joe Flacco, who, if we're being completely honest, hasn't had a lot of reps right. um, with like Devontae Smith and a lot of the starting receivers. So what could we expect from him in his performance, knowing that he's not really getting time to build chemistry with them? Right. Yeah. And at the same time, though, does that worry you a bit? Because I remember sitting here last week and I was saying, oh, it's great that they've got a veteran backup. He doesn't need a lot of reps. Yeah. And then that happened. So, like, are we worried now about Flacco a little bit? I think that should definitely be like a like a the switch went off. OK, well, based off of this performance, if anything happens to Jalen Hurts, now you guys see what we have. So maybe we will start, you know, funneling Flacco in a little bit more so that they're prepared for the worst possible scenario like last week. Yeah. I mean, it, it reminds me of that Ted Marcha Broda quote when he was the offensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts. So they had Peyton Manning and he was asked by a member of the media, like, why don't you let the backup quarterback practice? And he was like, well, that's because if 18 goes down, we're, and I'm going to censor it here, bleeped and we don't practice bleeped. And yeah. it's kind of like, okay, well now we see it. if one goes down, this offense, at least on Thursday night, looked bleeped. Right. Um, should they maybe practice bleeped? I don't know. And one thing I was kind of confused about, okay, we know that 
most likely Jalen Hurts isn't going to play. Well, we don't know. We don't know. But most likely he might not play a lot in the week three preseason game. And in the week two preseason game, when Jalen Hurts got scratched, they uh, took out a lot of the starters, specifically like offensive line. We saw them get removed. But don't they need reps with Hurt? I mean, right. as well, too. So what was that about? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to wonder, you know, and I'm curious what you think about this. If teams are just using the like joint practices as more of like a time to get reps for people and they're just looking at preseason games, like let's play the backups and hope nobody gets hurt. Like you're seeing a lot of teams like Daniel Jones for the Giants hasn't played yet in the preseason. A lot of other quarterbacks haven't played yet in the preseason. I mean, do we think the teams are just taking the joint practices and say, look, this is this is what we're going to do. This is when we're going to get guys reps. I know there were some people last week that said the Eagles were the better team during joint practices with New England, and it seemed like that was the case. So do you think the teams are just saying, all we want to do is get through these games. We don't want guys to get hurt. It's like they're not prioritized. Like the message I'm getting is they don't really care. And I've been seeing a lot of discussion about joint practices and how maybe they should just um, end preseason games altogether and just yeah. – film the joint practices if they're going to be more competitive in the joint practices and I think that's kind of like a consensus what's the point of the preseason games it's for the fans watching but it's, it's really no thrill to it if we're not right. going to see starters or any like serious play we're seeing all vanilla right it's going to be yeah. pretty boring like well, what, why even have it what's the point of it I don't know I mean you, you, I guess the orders like having full stadiums but the stadiums aren't full i mean it's not like you're seeing like ninety thousand people at gillette stadium to see the patriots and you know third string quarterback brian hoyer so if the coaches are using the joint practices as more of the evaluation tool then maybe that tells us what we're, what the future of preseason games is anyway yeah i think you're 100 right but i think oh. we're gonna we're gonna dive right into i had a couple plays that i wanted to look at here we go wanted to ask if you saw the same thing um because all we have to look at is joe flacco start jalen hurst wasn't playing this is your joe flacco show boys and girls let's dive in and this is the joe flacco show i like that um so i have a couple good and a couple bad based off of let's his performance and one of the good that i had and you can tell me if you think it was good or not i was looking at timing for this specific play. And we know that he didn't get a lot of reps with Devontae Smith. This specific play, he targeted Devontae Smith down the sideline. It was a really nice pass, but it was to uh, Devontae Smith's back shoulder. And this was one of the plays that Devontae Smith dropped the ball. I thought it looked like a decent throw. Um, in the post-game interview, Devontae Smith was talking about how he took the blame for that play specifically because he didn't get his eyes around quick enough. Yeah. Well, from your perspective, looking at this play, did you feel like this was good? Like, was it Flacco's fault that Devontae Smith dropped, her ball, dropped the ball, or was that a good pass? No, I mean, I think it was a good throw. I mean, for, for those that are sort of looking for the timestamp, this is, I think, first play of the second quarter. Um, you know, it's the vertical route, shot play along the right sideline. And I, I think Flacco puts this in a decent spot, you know, because the coverage from Juwan Williams, the Patriots corner, is pretty good. Smith doesn't have him beat over the top vertically. So you have to sort of turn it into a back shoulder throw. And that's kind of what he does. And I think Smith is right. Like, he doesn't get his eyes turned around quickly enough. You know, the pass is almost on him. Like, he's at, I'm looking at it now, like the 40-yard line, the New England 40. The pass is, like, 
at the third at the 45. So it's almost five yards away. He's still looking downfield. So he sort of turns and reacts late to it. He's still in the process of twisting around when the ball is sort of on him, which made it a really tough catch. And that gets to what we were talking about, Rachel, the like chemistry, the reps, the feel for because that back shoulder throw, it's such a feel throw for both, you know, receiver and quarterback. I've been on both ends of that. Again, I was the worst backup quarterback in all of college football. So I mean, take this with all that context that you need there. But having been on both ends of that, like it's a time and rhythm thing. Like you got to know when to turn as the receiver. You got to have a good feel for when your receiver is going to turn as the quarterback. I think Flacco puts it in a relatively good spot. I think the adjustment is good generally, but it just needs to be quicker. And it gets us to the, like, these guys need to be on the same page to be able to pull that off. I mean, look, Devonta was wide open all game long. I mean, I sent you a clip of that him running that slant route against Juwan Williams. And Williams is like the Tasmanian devil. He's like spun in circles. Smith looked great. Um, This was a timing and rhythm play and they don't have the time and the rhythm down. And maybe that's to be expected with a backup quarterback who got inserted right before kickoff. But I mean, for everybody that was worried about Devonta Smith, like, don't worry. Like, don't worry. Like, if any Eagles fan is still worried about Devonta Smith, like, don't. Like, man, he looked so good Thursday night. I think he was only targeted like four times and he uh, completed his passes twice. But this was against, this was with Joe Flacco as the quarterback. So just imagine if Hurst was playing. Exactly. And the other thing to keep in mind with receivers is just because they're not getting targeted doesn't mean they're not open. Like yeah. the play I sent you, he wasn't targeted, yeah. but he was wide open. There were other times that he was like wide open and he just wasn't getting the ball for whatever reason. So, yeah. you know, as somebody that liked Smith coming out, like the, the, you're, you got to be excited about what you saw from him. And I have another one that I thought was good as well on uh, Flacco's behalf. This one, it was about one one minute and 56 seconds to go in the second quarter. It was third and fourth. And you see, this is the play where he, um, you see Kenny Gainwell go in motion. Yep. And Devontae Smith takes off. You see him kind of like plant his foot. It was like a really nice move. It was all over social media. And he kind of like jerks to the right, separating yeah. um, from like the defender. So he did a great job creating separation. And Joe Flacco, I think he did a really good, good job, like, uh, patiently waiting for Smith to come back before throwing the pass. And he did connect for that one. So I thought that was a really nice one. Um, You could see that they were in sync and the timing was there. Like he didn't rush it. He didn't force it like some of these other plays that I'm going to bring up. But this one I thought was was pretty good. Yeah, this was this is a great example, Rachel. This is a nice pivot route uh, from Devonta Smith because it's where you start inside of the slant and then break back to the outside. A lot of teams run this. It's that sort of quick change of direction stuff that a lot of teams are getting out of wide receivers. He runs the route perfectly. I mean, the separation he gets working against you know the corner Jackson here, who a lot of Patriots people believe might win a roster spot. This isn't some guy that's going to be cut come you know cut down day. He just gets like six yards of separation on a one-yard route, basically. I mean, that's just insane. And the timing is impressive, especially Rochelle. Flacco gets pressured here. Like, it's not like he's throwing from a clean pocket. Interior, the pocket sort of breaks down. He's got guys in his face, so he has to flush to his right. And to do that and still make this throw, like, on time in rhythm to give, you know, Devonta Smith a chance to then get yardage after the catch, I think it's pretty impressive. This was a great clip. I'm glad you picked it. It's a really nice play from both receiver and quarterback here. And again, 
Smith, this movie's just nasty. It is. <laughs> I mean, look, like what's crazy about it is he cuts inside on the slants. Jackson's like two yards behind him. He stops and changes directions, and Jackson keeps going. It's like, again, I'm old, but Top Gun, right? Like you remember in Top Gun when like Maverick Tom Cruise hits the brakes and the other plane goes like flying right by. Okay, that's what this is like. Yeah. Yeah. I- I like that comparison. Yeah, you know, I mean, if I, I have brought up Maverick and Top Gun way too many times, I even wrote a piece last year comparing Carson Wentz to Tom Cruise's character in that movie, okay. which aged incredibly well, I guess. Okay, yeah, I have not really, it, so I'm gonna have to go watch it. Yeah, I mean, plus you're getting, plus Rachel, you got to get ready for the new one because the new Top Gun movie is coming out, I think, later this fall. So that will be my homework assignment. I have That's to- your homework assignment. You're going to watch the original Top Gun. The original. I have yeah. to watch that. Okay. Yeah, you gotta get you ready. You got to do your homework, Rachel. Okay. I, I'm going to do that. Excellent. Yeah. While you were talking about like pocket pressure, I found a play that I thought was bad on Joe Flacco's behalf. It was 45 seconds left in the first half. Um, They decided to go for the fourth down. And it was fourth and four. And um, he intends to pass. It was a short left pass to Jalen Rager. And you could tell that the pocket, it was starting to crumble a little bit. And it's like Joe Flacco starts to panic. Like he just forces the ball. And how I was looking at the play, I definitely saw the defender was clearly standing like right in front of Rager. So I don't know why he would force that, in my opinion. And it was deflected. And it was intercepted by Harvey uh, Lange. Yep. Yeah. I mean, this this was a predetermined throw, fourth and two. He's trying to, th- trying to throw that little stop hitch route. Again, it's very much a like time and play, right? It's similar to that back shoulder play and that the ball has to get out and it has to be on the receiver and it has to be put in the right place. Rager is draped in coverage. Like, the coverage here is really good from the defender, uh, Bethel, who's really a special teams player more than anything else, but he's sort of draped all over him. If this throw is going to be completed, it really has to get put like towards the outside. Okay. It's one of those where it's like you put it in a position where either your guy makes the catch or sails out of bounds, right? Here, he doesn't quite get it that far outside. Bethel's able to make a tip on, get it deflected, and it gets intercepted. And this is another sort of like timing and rhythm example, I think. Yeah. It's just, you know, you've, you've got to get that down similar to the back shoulders that we talked about with Smith. And yeah, the pocket is sort of collapsing. It really sort of speeds it up too, um, you know, pre- you know, partially unnecessarily, I think, because you know he he could probably have a bit more time. I think he just tries to rush this, puts it at a bad spot, and the interception is the result. And I did have a little twist to this question. This, this okay. play, looking at this play. So let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. So as we see, instead of throwing to Jalen Rager. What was what's another option that you would have that you maybe like he could have done with another well, option? Well, I mean, you get single high that one safety deep here, and okay. you have Quez Watkins in the slot on the right running that seam route vertically. He gets open. Like it would have been a very aggressive decision here for Flacco to say it's fourth and two. I'm gonna throw this deep shot play up the seam. But that route's there. I mean and it might be one of those moments. Like I know we talked in the previous shows about like trying things in the preseason to see what you can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. That's something that maybe in the regular season you're not going to throw that, but in the preseason maybe you just say, "Look, you got press coverage against the hitch route. Like that's a tough throw anyway. Why not take this deep shot? Particularly if you've got one deep safety, you've got an opportunity to get Quez, who's got speed, 
over the top of a defender. He's working against a, a reserve corner in Ross, who's probably not going to make the team. Yeah. This is an opportunity to be aggressive, right? Is that the route you were thinking he could throw? I mean, the route didn't really look open in this specific play. I don't, I was, I didn't know like what other options like he could have had other than. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, the thing about that is again, it's an aggressive decision. He never looks at it. You see Flacco's eyes and helmet the entire way. He's just looking at Ragor and the stop route. Like he's the, the, he's not even looking anywhere else. He made up his mind before the ball was snapped. Like this is where I'm throwing, um, you know, and sometimes quarterbacks feel like they have to do that on fourth and two, right? Got to get the ball out, speed things up, all that stuff. I think if you looked at Watkins, you might have said, I've got an opportunity here. This is one of those moments where I'd love to be in that Monday meeting room, or I guess in this case, like Friday, right? Like, what is Nick Sirianni when he's going over this game with the quarterbacks? What does he say to this play? Is he saying, yeah, you know, that's what you're going to do on fourth and two, throw that hitch route. Like, we gonna, that's what it's designed to do. Or is he saying, hey. Look at the speedy dude in the slot that gets wide open eventually. Yeah. Like you've got an opportunity to make that throw. I know it's fourth and two, but we get these options. Take them. Yeah. There was a play. Um, This one was a little over 11 minutes to go in the second quarter. It was fourth and third. And this was a, it was a really nice pass intended for Watkins, but it was knocked away. From the safety, yeah, uh, was number twenty three. But if you look at that play, the safety was literally like hovering, like you could kind of tell he's like anticipating the pass. And yeah. I think this was another play that Flacco low key forced it. Yeah, and you know this is another example for a veteran quarterback. I, I'm sort of curious about how he uses or doesn't use his eyes here because it's similar to the previous play that it looks like he made up his mind pre snap. I'm going right to this. Like his eyes never come off it. A lot of times you see quarterbacks will at least if they're going to throw that sort of slot fade route, they're going to look that single high safety. In this case, Kyle Duggar, who's a second year player out of a division two school that's normally used like as a strong safety down there in the line of scrimmage, not deep safety like this. It's something they're learning with him. Okay. He jumps the route because he reads his eyes the entire way. Yeah. Like Flacco, really, that's one of those moments where you take the snap, you stare right at Kyle Duggar, the safety, and you try to freeze him in place mm-hmm. as you finish your drop and then flash your eyes late and throw it. If people want a, a sort of contrast to that, watch Trey Lance Sunday night against the Chargers right before halftime. He threw the, basically the same play. It was more from like midfield. Um, but he has that slot fade to Trent Sherfield, single high safety. He stares at that safety as he's dropping back to freeze him in place okay. and then throws it. So he gets a late jump out there because that free safety, all he's taught to do is read the quarterback's eyes. They'll lead you to the football. So if that quarterback stared at you, you you're going to just naturally sort of freeze in place. And then when the quarterback then fl- throws late to the outside, you can't get there in time. Now, look, this is low end zone, low red zone. It's from the 10-yard line, so the field's compressed. They'd have to happen a bit faster. But Flacco at least has to give him a cursory look to just get him to hold for a split second. Then Duggar can't jump that. The Patriot defend the safety, he doesn't complete the interception. Right. That's good on the Eagles' behalf, but if he would have, that would have been really, really bad. So Yeah, and I mean, you, you can see it. Like, Flacco takes the snap and – it's literally, he's like catch and turn. So Duggar takes one step back with his left foot. Okay. And then immediately starts bailing. 
because he, he sees Flacco turn and he's just mirroring that. Yeah. Now, it would have been really impressive if Flacco then threw the post route that's coming from the other side. But okay. instead, like, it look, it's catch and throw. He's throwing that fade. Duggar has an opportunity to read his eyes and break on it. So it's like he's not taking advantage of, like, multiple options. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's so important for quarterbacks to learn how to use their eyes, whether you're a rookie or you're a veteran, right? Because, like, it, like in moments like this or other zone coverage situations, this is cover one down in the red zone, but you get that free safety who's going to be reading your eyes. Other zone players might be reading your eyes. They're taught your eyes will lead – the quarterback's eyes will lead you to the football. So read them and break on it. So you've got to be able to, like, look one way, then come back. Flacco didn't do a good job of that here. Not at all. Not in this no. one or the play before. Right, right. We talked about – Which which is – he's a veteran quarterback. Like, he's almost my age. Again, theme of the show, Mark is old. But you got to be better. you got to be better with your eyes. Like, And it's hard. It's hard, you know – fourth down situations you're, you're, you're trying to like make throws you know this one's in the red zone so things tend to happen a bit faster but you still got to at least try to freeze that guy for a step or two yeah and i think a lot of this comes down to decision making we talked about this before yeah. plenty yeah. Of before he had a couple like really nice short passes but i think it all comes down to like his decisions um in a lot of these plays like I think, it, like you said, if he would have scanned the field one and if he would have took his time a little bit more, yep. like forcing options, I think he would have had some better uh, execution. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. How would you uh, grade his performance? I mean, I think you have to give him a little bit of a, a curve because, you know, he didn't know until like moments before that he was started. So, I mean, I, I think like C plus. Okay. Like, you I know. Yeah. There were some good reads and some good throws. The, the, the vertical throw to Smith I thought was put in a good spot that we talked about. You know, But I, I do think that he still could have been better. Yeah. Like Even though he got thrown into it, like some of the, these plays we just talked about, you know, he could have been better. So I'd say C+. Plus. What about you? I said a C average. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not too far off. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. See? Yeah. We're right there. We're right there, Rachel. There we go. Yeah. And now let's toss it over to your Patriots. Let's look a little bit at Cam Newton and um, let's see what Mac Jones did. Mac Jones was like from, you know, talk of the town uh, week two. He yep. was like a shining star. And he looked good. I was very impressed with Cam, though. I was very impressed with Cam. I don't know. And you and I have talked a lot. We talked a lot last week about, you know, how we think, look, you know, this is still going to be Cam's team week one. That might have changed in the past 24 hours, you know, given the COVID situation now with Cam. But I thought against Philadelphia on Thursday night, Cam looked really good. Both quarterbacks looked good. I, I think a lot of Patriots fans felt a little bit better about, say, their quarterback position, you know, Friday morning than they say, did like Thursday morning of last week. Now things have changed though. I mean, now COVID COVID has come up and, you know, Cam has to sit out for five days. Yeah. That's going to open a door for Mac Jones. I mean, he's going to have an opportunity to join practices now with the Giants. Mm -hmm. That's going to really sort of like most people, like for example, Matt Chatham, who played for Bill Belichick. Now he's covering the Patriots. You know, he said, look, I, I thought Cam was going to be the guy barred something unforeseen. Now that unforeseen thing has sort of come up and that Mac has an opportunity to potentially win this job. But I thought they both looked good. What about you? Me too. I thought uh, Cam looked really smooth and comfortable in the Yes, office. yes. One day that I said, because um, there had been a lot of talk about how previously with the Patriots, like he didn't look like this was his offense. 
So I thought that in this preseason game, like he looked, he looked really, really good. Um, same thing with Mac Jones. I think he looked nice, especially for a rookie. Like definitely, yeah. if there were like rookie grades, I think he has like an A. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think they both had like a a minus cap games, but I think your point about Rachel, your point about Cam looking comfortable. Over the past year and now two preseason games, Thursday night was the most comfortable I've seen Cam like his, during his entire Patriots career. Like he was fluid in the pocket, like he was stepping up in the pocket. He was, you know, using his eyes really well. He was reading the field really well. I think you're exactly right. He looked comfortable, which is huge. I mean, and you know, I wrote about it, you know, last week, last you know, Thursday night. And so that he looked really, really good. I was very impressed with how he performed. Now you get this situation and it opens the door. And I saw you did some film breakdown for the Patriots. So lovely listeners, make sure you guys go show Mark Schofield's YouTube page. Oh boy. Oh boy. Give it a little plug race. Oh, there we go. Where to find you. Yeah. Appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. It was good. It was really good. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. So, but no, I said Mac Jones did it good. I said Cam Newton did really, really good. Um, they both looked like they were comfortable in the offense, and um, I was really impressed by Mac Jones. So it's going to be interesting to see how he performs now that he has. He's going to be able to take advantage of the situation with Cam Newton in the COVID, you know, situation. But I thought he looked good. Um, I was impressed. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I I think New England Patriots fans feel better about the quarterback position. They're not sort of overjoyed about it yet, but they feel better about it. Yeah, as they should. Yeah, I was like this: the way that they're looking. If you know, once Cam Newton comes back and he's back in full effect and he's confident, I was like, I think the Patriots are going to be a team to look to like to be worried about. I think so too. I mean, look, they they made so many improvements at other positions. It was just. Can they figure out quarterback? Last Thursday night, it seems like they got quarterback figured out. Now, again, look, they were going against backups and things like that. So there's, of course, context to it, but they looked good. They looked good. I'm sorry. They looked good. And now we're going to, you know, move forward. The Eagles are currently about to start joint practices with the Jets. They're going to play against the Jets on Friday instead of Thursday this week. So it's going to be on Friday. Um, And they're preparing for Zach Wilson, who also also has looked good, huh? Yeah, he had a solid uh, week two preseason performance as well. So what do you think about his performance? I've been I've been very impressed with him, Rachel. And I wasn't like a huge Zach Wilson fan going in to the draft. Um, I know there was a lot of talk about how he's throwing interceptions in practice. And we talked about that. Like, again, practice is the time to figure out things. He looked great. Like they haven't asked him to do a ton. But he's done everything they've asked of him, and he's done it well. Like making some reads, making some throws. He can make throws on the move. Like he had that one play against the Packers where he like rolled to his right. Great throw to Corey Davis along the sideline. He's got a tremendous arm. Like I've been very impressed with him. Seth Galina over at Pro Football Focus, PFF underscore Seth. He wrote a piece that went up today on Tuesday. On yeah, it's Tuesday, right? I'm losing track of days. Yeah, it went up on Tuesday. It's a very good piece. Um, so gentle listeners, you'll get this show on Wednesday. You can go back to Tuesday, turn back the clock and read it. Um, Seth has, has been impressed with him. I know our boy Ben Solak's been impressed with him. And so I think he's looked good, don't you? Yeah. Another person who was very impressed with him, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And he talked about it. He said, he quote, it said he can throw the heck out of it. And one thing that we were talking about as in regards to Joe Flacco is like patience in the pocket and also waiting for the route to open. And 
when I was going back and looking at some of the highlight plays from Zach Wilson, that's one thing he did really well. Um, he was efficient. He made really quick decisions and and good decisions and also yeah. patient. He, he looked like he was comfortable, like he looked like he was confident and he didn't force it. He waited for those routes to open and took advantage of what the defense was giving in order to make the play. Did he look did he look like a rookie to you? No, he didn't look like a rookie to me either. Like that was I was just like, wait. And look at him. I was like, wait, he looks like he's been playing a couple years in the, in the NFL. Like, yeah, he looked really comfortable. He looked like a veteran at times. And I know it's preseason, but, you know, there were a lot of people that, like myself, weren't too high on him. I think a lot of us will be eating some crow pretty yeah. soon here. And I don't like crow, but sometimes <laughs> I'm forced to eat it, Rachel. This might be one of those moments. But, yeah, you're right. He looked like a veteran. I thought Zach Wilson and Matt Jones, in my opinion, they look really good. They look really good. I mean, I, I think the five first round quarterbacks out of those, Lance Fields, Wilson Jones, they all look really good. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, I mean, we saw that game last night. And Jacksonville, I think, is, you know, they don't look too good right now, Rachel. They don't look too good. And they, they're struggling to protect Trevor. So he's struggling. But the other four, I think, they all look really good. And, and Fields and Lance are so much fun to watch right now. They, are. they really are. Yeah. But these two are the talk of the town. I, I think so too. I get it. But Zach Wilson has been great and I'm excited to see what he looks like. I don't, do we know if he's going to play though? I mean, that's just it. This is a third preseason game. We might not even see him. Probably not. I mean, like, like we were talking about with Hurts, you don't, I don't know if they're going to throw in the starters. Yeah. It might be another, these are our joy practices. We're going to see him during the week. And then Friday night, he's going to be holding a clipboard and wearing a hat and, yeah. you know, talking with fans and stuff. But Wilson's been good. Yeah, my eyes and ears will be open throughout these Eagle Eagles Jets doing practices to see how he's doing, um, and we'll, we'll you know be the judge judge of that come Friday. Exactly. There we go. But yeah, so that's going to be like our next episode. We're going to dive into that and see how he did. You know, did he uh, live up to our expectations of him? He yeah. better, otherwise we're going to come for you, Zach. Right, you know, all the Rachel and I are going to be like tagging you on the timeline, saying, "Oh man, you let us down." Come on, we were standing behind you. Yeah, you did Come good. On, Don't let us down. We're impressive. So yeah, we'll be on the talk of the town for our next episode. That's what we're going to tackle. But I think this was good for this episode. Yeah, a lot. Another tremendous show. Another tremendous show. Really smooth sailing. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. recording this. So yeah. This is my favorite part of the week. This is my favorite hour of the week, Rachel, right here. And again, shout out to my mom who keeps texting me all the time. Like, I love this show. She's so excited about it. So shout out, mom. Tell her I said thank you for listening. I will. I will. And I'm learning every single week. I learned. I am too. I am too. The film, this is like a lot of fun. Like, for this show is a lot of fun for me. Yeah. No, I love it. This is, like I said, it's my favorite hour of the week. Yes. So make sure you guys tune in next week when we discuss what happened with the Eagles and the Jets in the week three preseason game, make sure that you, I don't know if you can hear that. My dog is growling right now, but uh, make sure you guys subscribe as well to our YouTube channel. Make sure you guys follow us on uh, Spotify. Make sure you guys follow us on uh, Apple podcasts, anywhere that you get your podcast, honestly, and tune into the content that we're dishing out here on you know BGN. So uh, any last words, Mark? My last words every week, go Eagles. I like it. All right. That's a wrap. <laughs>